The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast. Remember that? I'm one yes. of your hosts. I'm Chris Chavez, joined by your other host, Sean Fritz. Here he is, the one and only. Yes, sir. Um, okay, dude, everybody's been talking about it. I got to get your take. Slap the slap. Okay, so funny story about this. <laughs> so this happened what last weekend? Sunday. Last- it's literally a week ago. We're recording Sunday. It happened last Sunday. Uh, so everyone's funny. still talking about it. So fu- uh, f- so two things. Funny you say that because you said slap right before mm-hmm. we started recording, and I didn't know what you meant. I didn't put it together. <laughs> and Monday, Monday afternoon, uh, Christian, um, my cohort from the power rangers in cyberspace podcast um like a phoenix we shall rise soon from the ashes um he sent me a, a meme of i didn't know what the hell it was it wow said, really it, it okay hold on it said something related it was power rangers related and uh i had to laugh and uh and then i was like that was a 10 a.m monday uh 4 a 4 p 4 a.m 4 p.m because that's how time works uh 1600 you went backwards uh yeah uh i'm talking to a guy at work about something and he said something about will smith hitting chris rock i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> of course dude you, you wouldn't have known that i can't believe no, nobody no texted clue. you just to be like did you just did you see that chris rocks <laughs> well what happened was that i didn't see it that night i woke up the next morning and my buddy jim had texted me and anthony and he just said yo Will Smith just punched Chris Rock in the face. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because he's watched, he had been watching it live. So I was like, what the heck's going on? Immediately, Go I just look him. on, I just looked on Twitter. I'm like, that's where you're going to get your answers, see what's happening on Twitter. And it was on fire. The whole thing, videos of it, the whole, I mean, and I'm watching it going, what is happening in this world? Did I wake up in another timeline again? Like, what is happening right now? Yeah, no, uh, no idea. I had no idea. No, I'm sure you've seen the video, though. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you know what? OK. <laughs> That's what I expect. That's what I expect from Sean Fritz. I expect Sean Fritz to say, OK, cool. So uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. And guess what? The world. Keeps I spinning. still. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I still have a job where I, I work my ass off. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all i needed to know that it happened cool neat um i'm gonna go back to work now oh it's amazing every it's insane though that like this is something that isn't it funny i've said this before um 
that it used to be um, whether or not you support your Trump supporter or not. That was the big divide. And now the big divide is whether or not you support Chris, Chris Rock or Will Smith. And it's it's crazy that we're it's a week later. And this is this is still being talked about. Yes, I'm bringing it up to talk about it, but like pull up anything right now and you'll see it. The, the memes have gone absolutely bonkers. I mean, you can't look at anything at all online without seeing one of these memes. And, and it's it's that whole like, remember the 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 guy and his girlfriend and the guy staring at a girl that's yeah. obscured. Yeah, you know me, my girlfriend, and what I'm thinking about. It's, it's kind of like that. It's like uh, or it's like the I'm gonna tell my kids that this is, you know, <laughs> those those kinds of memes. Yeah, yeah. It's like or the Bernie. Right. Remember the Bernie meme when he was sitting there with cross legged. <laughs> And the mask on and then they put that in everything yeah those are funny <laughs> yeah some of these are funny that come around but some of them it's just like i saw another one that showed um it didn't even show will smith or chris rock it showed a soldier in world war ii and he's he's writing he says it's been nine days now and i've still i still can't get past there's something about surviving the memes and they still keep coming or whatever like it's just crazy how like something I, I know why because it's a shocking thing but like man it's quite telling uh what we focus on like truly focus on what we don't right like bro i said it before but idiocracy man idiocracy we are so well on our way to idiot that movie is going to be looked at like the nostradamus you know what i mean like they're going to be like how did he know this was coming you know, the one that I haven't seen now that I just think about, I think about it. This is the most I've spent talking about it and thinking about it. The, 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 the captured moment. I'm going to tell my kids, this is Ali versus Frazier. <laughs> Dude, do it, do it and put it out there. You'll have no, it I'm, circulating I'm, around the internet quick. I'm far too adult for that. Plus, and I'm going to be like, it. what are you trying to say? Then I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to put like a little watermark at the bottom and I'm going to give you credit for it. Yeah. Oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, yeah, so who cares, right? This is not the Oscars talk. This is Silence Your Phones. We're here to talk about movies, and we're back to talk 007. Um, I've said this before on the show. I've never watched the James Bond film before, and we decided why not just kick off and start doing it on this show. And uh, we also decided to pick a movie whose story is chronologically the first story right like when he first gets his 007 status and and regarded as you know one of the it is regarded as one of the better um slash best versions oh interesting uh, of of 007 interesting um yeah we're definitely going to get into all those kinds of conversations throughout this episode because um you are you are a james bond fan you've seen a lot of the movie have you seen them all uh, no, I've seen about half of them. I mean, okay. I like them for what they are. They're, they're action. Uh, they're quality stories. They're well-written. And it's a look into something that, but spoiler alert, that I will never have any part of. Right. Uh, you know, uh, secret agent killing uh, on the hunt for some sort of, uh, you know, diabolical madman, you know, uh, or high-stakes poker. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'll put in like maybe 100 that's and glamour, the line. right all this glamour yeah. glamorous lifestyles money like these just expansive places it's like a little kid like a little every little boy like at least from our generation right those are the things you did you played cops and robbers you played spies you played that kind of thing right and mm -hmm. and i can understand why these are as popular as they are to be honest with you 
Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a fantastical fantasy lifestyle. It totally is. It totally is. Um, but let's get into it, dude. Let's get into uh, Casino Royale. Your file shows no kills, Bond. But to become a double O, it takes two. How did you die? Your contact? Not well. You needn't worry. The second is... Yes. Considerably. The man was Le Chiffre, private banker to the world's terrorists. Which would explain how he could set up a high-stakes poker game at Casino Royale in Montenegro. If he loses this game, he'll have nowhere to run. You're the best player in the service. The Treasury has agreed to stake you in the game. But if you lose, our government will have directly financed terrorism. I will be keeping my eye on our government's money. And off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire. It doesn't bother you killing those people. Well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if it did. How's our girl melted your cold heart yet? James, get the girl out. You're not going to let me in there. You've got your armor back on. I have no armor left. You've stripped it from me. Whatever is left of me. Whatever I am. I'm yours. The only question remains. Will you yield? In time? Now the um, as we do now, we just check the Google the Google plotometer here and see what they say the plot is, and then do we agree or not? Here's here's what Google says: After receiving a license to kill, British Secret Service agent James Bond heads to Madagascar, where he uncovers a link to Le Chief. Right. That's how they pronounced it. Yeah. Uh, a man who finances terrorist organizations. Learning that Lashif plans to raise money in high stakes poker game, MI6 sends, I was going to say M16 for a second. <laughs> MI6, <laughs> MI6 sends Bond to play against him, gambling that their newest 007 operative will topple the man's organization. Newest is, 00 operative. But yes. Uh, yeah. That, that's what it is. Right. Yeah, you said 007 operative. It's oh, yeah, double yeah, O. Yeah. My bad. Double uh, but, O being the license to kill. But yes. Ah, and he's the number seven. He's the seventh operative. Uh, the number gets works. recycled. Alleged. We'll, we'll get into the theories here in a little bit. Okay. So this one takes place um, as the, the, the first story. His first actual assignment after being, you know, given the license, the, the 007, um, the double O, right? Um, 
let's get into like what we talk about in terms of how this movie breaks down. Cause that, that is basically what the plot is. That's a, the, the plot in a nutshell, but there's a lot that happens to build up to this because it's not just that this guy, you know, funds, uh, funds this money. And then they just on a whim, you know, uh, said, Hey, you know, bond for your first case, we want to send you to this. Cause there's a lot that kind of feeds into this and how this goes down. Yeah. There's a series of, of plot, plot, uh, not plot twists, but like, um, uh, there's a series of bits of information and and actions and and whatnots that that happen to to your point that where M, who's in charge of MI6, uh, decides to send Bond to infiltrate this organization and blah blah blah. Gotcha. All right, so here we go. MI6 operative James Bond gets his license right, and the first thing we see is this, and it opens black and white. Which at first I was like. I thought it was color because that was what my memory was when I saw the trailers back in the day. I was like, but maybe not. And I'm down for a black and white. I'm all about noir. You know, I think I, lo- I love the way, you know, some of the newer films are when they're filmed in black and white. Uh, but the opening scene, um, which I didn't understand until later after reading a little bit more into, you know, the story behind this first one uh, was what we're seeing is how he earns his his license to kill. Right. He ends up was the guy that he was going after somebody that double crossed the MI6. Yeah, he worked for MI6 and he was dealing under the table. He was basically Jeff Daniels, Bridges, <laughs> Goldblum. <laughs> yes, uh, from Iron Man. If, oh, if, yeah. To put it in that context, he worked okay. for the comp- He worked for the organization, but he was selling secrets. Um, and so Bond, being a secret agent, breaks into his place, gets his gun, or takes his gu- his clip you know, unloads his gun um, and just sits there in the dark, like a parent waiting for their child to come home, you know, in the middle of the night. And, uh, uh, and he says, he's not, he says that he's, he's a director, like he's a top tier, am I agent or not a desk jockey, whatever he does. He's a big boy in the, in the department. And he says that he would know if, if a new double O was, was assigned and, you know, he says he, he doesn't have double O status, uh, you know, and that's nothing. And he says, yeah, the first one's always the hardest, but the second one, and then he, you know, then it cuts to the fight in the, in the bathroom, which yeah. is always a staple in the beginning of a bond, uh, of a bond movie. Um, you know, you think the guy's dead. He knocks his head off the toilet, kind of like in the matrix. Yeah. Uh, when Lawrence Fishburne gets his head knocked off the toilet or off <laughs> yeah, the sink. Yeah. Uh, and then he shoots the guy and he said, and he finishes a sentence. Uh, he, he cut back to the, 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 the desk, the, the guy that's okay. selling secrets. He says, yes, it is easier or uh, yes, it is so, yeah. inferring that the second kill is much easier. And then it goes back to finish the fight scene, uh, for, uh, in the, in the bathroom where you see this, the traditional right before the title sequence. Uh, the guy, the the villain stands up. Bond turns, faces the camera, and you see the tunnel. Yeah. With the with the 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 spinning, with the spinnies on it. Yeah. Uh, supposed to symbolize the rifling of a handgun. Yeah. And Bond shoots right down the barrel of that gun, kills the guy. So that yeah. was Bond's first kill. The second kill being the one in the desk, uh, in the, the in the office. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Hence his double O status being instated. 
And then we kick into what I'm already so not having seen these films. This is why this movie is where it is in pop culture status, right? Because I don't watch any of these films at all, but I know what they're about. I know who the character is. I also know one of the big things about double O or Bond movies is here's the big things about Bond movies, creative, colorful villains, right? Women. Usually there's a lot of women um, action, um, but you also have Bond himself and iconic title sequences that go with an iconic song that usually you know, there's a specific musician, um, uh, a composer, whatever it is, is usually tapped to, we want you to write the, it, it's kind of like a badge of honor to be tapped to write the song for a Bond movie. So mm-hmm. in this title sequence, we get Chris Cornell, or is it Soundgarden? Or is it Chris Audio Cornell. Slave? Okay, Cr- Chris, Cornell, Chris Cornell, which sounds great. It, all these, all the Bond songs have this kind of sound, and we'll get into it later, but that, it, you know, it's a Bond song. It's grand, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, and it's like big band meets like rock, yeah, like a edgier rock, yeah, yeah. And then typically the title sequences have all of these kind of ornate designs and art, artistic things happening. But what you're seeing is it's all in motion, and it usually pertains to what your film's going to be about, right? What this theme or whatever's happening in the Bond film. And this one, Casino Royale, we're playing cards, so we get a lot of. You know, the diamonds, the the kings, the queens, the jacks. And we see like all this action is awesome. Awesome title sequence. I got to say awesome. Uh, and, you know, when he shoots certain people, there's, you know, there's the tracer from the bullet. It's yeah, it's usually a specific suit yeah. like uh, spades or clubs or diamonds. And then that person shatters into a into like a uh, let's call it the opposite suit. Like if it's a spades, it's. Yeah, uh, you know, black something. spades. It's heart, red hearts or red diamonds. Yeah, so it's it's pretty neat the way they did that sequence. Yeah, it's really really well done. It's uh, long, but it's not overlong either. Right, right. So the next thing we know, we're we're now in Uganda, right? In Uganda, there's the, these kind of military. Um, they're called the Lords uh, Resistance Army, um, right? And one of these guys is meeting with Lashif. We get introduced to Lashif with his little kind of uh scarred up eye right mm-hmm. um and that's the thing about bond villains too bond villains always have something about them right there's something that sets them off almost physically uh, there's a physical thing about them that sets them off and, to, and this villain there's this thing do, do they explain what happened to his eye uh, i mean it's a scar and so the tear duct and the blood vessel kind of merge a little bit yeah and like there's like a oh what's it called um there's a there's a thing where like in the body where two different things that aren't supposed to intersect yeah. like sometimes crisscross um i don't remember the name of it because as you know i'm in it and not doctor and not medical <laughs> yeah but he, this dude legit uh, has hematoma is that it is that what it is he's got um... let's pretend but let, let's never speak of it again because we might be spreading misinformation Oh, it's so this is the this is um, let's talk about this real quick before we keep diving forward. So James Bond, the, the character is is a character that's based on these books by Ian Fleming. Right. He writes mm-hmm. these. Fleming. So this this villain is the villain in that first book. Um, I'm trying to find if there was anything online about this character that says what the eye thing is. But whatever it is, it causes him to kind of I, I want I'm not going to say cry, but slight tears, the little it's, it's leakage like of blood. It's like a yeah. weeping, like your cat would do. 
and they it's like a little bit of blood so he's constantly like dabbing at his as i you know the tear duct there um it's really creepy anyway he's meeting with these people right um and uh because there's this this banker that's ending they're they're funding him this guy is is a you know funds terrorist organizations and they're giving them this huge large of money to invest so that a uh, large sum of money to invest so um there's this other so this is very this is where it gets really deep because there's a lot of things happening here at the beginning so lashif is getting money from these these the uh, resistance fighters right high-ranking resistance fighters to invest. And he also knows that there's an aerospace manufacturer, Skyfleet, um, you know, they're, that they're about to unveil this huge plane. This is like a state-of-the-art, like, like jumbo, you know, bus-type plane. And uh, Lashif knows that there's going to be a terrorist attack made on this thing, which means it's going to lose a lot of money. So he ends up, what was it he invested in it or or he invested in it to short them or something like, like he had a plan where he was going to make a whole lot of money on this plane getting blown up it's basically he's uh, investing on the uh what is it the uh, the success or the downfall of i guess a rival organization or yeah. like a competitor and he went with the latter uh and if so if their prototype tanked then effectively the company would be bankrupt and then those plans would be available for sale to right. the, you know any competitor on the on the bankruptcy market yeah so that's his that's his plan he's like i'm getting all this money and i'm going to invest it to get more money and be able to fund this terrorist group it's kind of like and, betting on futures yeah uh, you know i'm going to bet that this is going to go up and if it goes up i make a shit ton of money if i bet that it goes down somehow you make money on that too yeah so, uh, so he's like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And the generals and, and these guys in the, in, in this militia and the, the jungles of Uganda are like, okay, we trust you. So he, why, who knows, but he goes off to do this. Well, now here's why now we're in Madagascar. Would you right? like to know why? Oh, why? So the works for a criminal organization known as specter. Oh, is this like a, well, is this like a claw, the claw organization an inspector yes. gadget? But you do see the guy that runs its face. So Spectre is, uh, there's a there's a, the fourth Daniel Craig James Bond movie, I believe is called Spectre, uh, where they finally get to the bottom of the organization. It's like Hydra, you know? There's always two plus people waiting in the wings to take over. Yeah, It never splinters the organization, but there's always a backup for a backup. There's always an understudy, if you will. Um, and in Dr. No, which is the first James Bond movie with Sean Connery and, and altogether the first movie, there was a TV movie. It doesn't really count. Also called Casino Royale. It was more of a comedy than really? a, than an action movie. Yeah. And it was on TV in the 1957. So oh, weird. how action packed could it really have been? Yeah. But, um, you know, Spectre is something that in Dr. No, that he first discovers like the actual legitimacy of this organization uh, trying to infiltrate and to, you know, say, uh-uh, no, 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 no. So it's like an ongoing, it's like one of those gotcha. career things that, that over time he continues to uncover layers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so now we go to Madagascar, right? And in Madagascar, um, was it, what were they fighting? I can't remember now. What was it they were fighting? Were they, scor no, they weren't scorpion. What were they? Chickens? 
There was like this little, um, little pit fighting. Oh, it was, it, it was a, it, you know, it was just like a scorpion versus a possum or something like that. Something it was like, like that. a, yeah, it was like man versus beast or something similar. And it, they're basic. So we see this, this agent that's watching uh, one of these guys in the crowd and the guy's looking kind of twitchy and he's got a backpack on him. Um, and we realize that the agent is working with enter James Bond. Bond is across the, the way and he's up on, on a rooftop or something. And, and he's talking to him and this agent that's out in the crowd, you know, obviously tailing the guy with the backpack keeps putting his hand up to his ear to talk to Bond. I, I love this part where Bond's like, take your hand away from your ear. He's like, what? The guy looks sober yeah. just as he's doing that. You'd think that would be like your first day of training. Like, don't call attention Never to do yourself. This. <laughs> yeah. Maybe scratch your face or like, eh, scratch, yeah. scratch, scratch your ear and push the button at the same time. Yeah. So but they've Bond been made- never touches it never yeah. touches his so no. it, it's always on so why you got to keep touching it yeah uh so they've been made the guy with the backpack takes off the two go after him uh bond ends up being the one to continue to chase through here and then it becomes this huge scene like this long kind of extended action sequence of a whole bunch of like death defying parkour dude and it makes you feel it in your stomach yes i mean Wait till, I, yeah. there's there was a moment like at the very beginning where i'm like all right, so we have to accept that both these guys are amazing at parkour. And then I was like, yeah. you know what? This is a spy movie. I'm going to enjoy this. And then I enjoyed it. I stopped doing that because I was like, I want to enjoy this. And yes, dude, there is some phenomenal, phenomenal choreography happening here. Action sequences are amazing in this whole opening sequence. I mean, all the way to like timing out the, what was it? The, the bulldozer thing where he just kind of runs it up against the thing. These guys are running as that thing's, you know, smashing into there running up I-beams and, and pulling themselves up into giant cranes and then jumping off those onto, I'm, I'm like, I can't like, is this going to stop? I got to breathe. <laughs> like what the heck, dude? It's like the, it's like the same feeling from uncut gems. Yes. But, but like, are these guys going to live or die? Yeah, it's are they going to make it? Yeah. It's a different it's kind of like, anxiety. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a skinny puppy music video. <laughs> nice and so is this so is this a typical thing of bond movies are these kind of extended action sequences trying to get right more after and more kind of like, right after the title sequence it sets up the story there's a lot of action to draw you in up right up on right up front so they yeah. get you on front street with the right before the title sequence and then they get you on second avenue with this and it's long yeah um and then you know, this is probably what 15 minutes, maybe 12, it 15 minutes feels like it, dude. I yeah. mean, they go through the uh, construction zone. They go through the streets. They go through back alleys. Then they end up in an embassy. Right. And this mm-hmm. guy's doing his best to get through there. And, you know, Bond gets to the point where he gets them. Then he's got all these guys coming at him and they're shooting. And so now he's got this guy and he's pulling him along with him as he's trying to escape, throwing him through windows like. Are you sure you know what's on the other side of that window? You're just throwing him without care. <laughs> and all he wants is the backpack. Yeah. Uh, and so he ends up getting caught, right? Well, he's got the guy with him, but he's surrounded. He's got all of these, these guys with guns drawn on him. Um, and then I love this, this camera shot that made it so that we could see that there was a camera too that's watching this from like security cameras because mm-hmm. um, that plays in, in a little bit. So he's like you know one of the leaders there whoever it is from the embassy it comes out i don't know is he a general or who he is but he comes out this diplomat and it's like you know what are you doing you can't do this kind of a thing so he's like 
all right, fine. He pushes the guy and, and, you know, first he undoes his gun because he has a gun. Uh, Bond pulls the clip out, drops his gun, and he pushes the guy away from him, snags a gun from his hip, boom, pops the guy, and then pops this, like, like gas canister or something in the background that just completely explodes. He literally just blows up an embassy <laughs> right yeah, after I mean, getting like his license do. to kill. It's like, like it was do. like he couldn't yeah. wait to kill. He's like, all right, I got my license now. Let me do it. He's a 16-year-old yeah, with a license and a Ferrari. Where do you put that license, by the way? Do you put it behind your driver's license or is your driver's license become double-sided? So is it a legit card? Is there something that they showed? So. I was going to say, it's just kind of a, a status, right? Uh, uh, you're yeah, called captain, whatever. I, I think that would be pretty accurate. Oh, man. So um, now we, we so now we get introduced because after all that aftermath, right, uh, he sneaks into this was it an apartment or a home we don't know what it is yet he's sneaking in and he's getting on a laptop and he's getting some information and just as he hears somebody's coming he closes the laptop and in walks this woman her name is m m what does well, m stand for that's her code name uh, um because m is female in so this is where the timeline gets a little funny okay so m so remember this is the beginning of the bond chronology yeah m is played by dame judy dench right and so she played m in some of the later pierce brosnan movies like okay. the, the, the last ones before daniel craig and she also plays m here she plays m in specter and skyfall which i believe is one of the last bond uh, timeline ones but then there's m's in between so like whatever you know you just kind of check check that part out at the door because bond is played by somebody else okay uh pretty regularly but is you know, m typically regular. m typically is a woman uh no judy oh, dench okay. was the first one um um i'm not going to spoil anything uh okay. but but okay. they they call m mom periodically because she's in charge yeah mom. yeah I heard as, that. as it were in in Britain, mum with a U. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, we don't know what it stands for. It's it's a designation, kind of like Q uh, is the uh, which we don't. I don't believe we meet Q in this one, or at least they don't call him out. We might meet him, but um, Q being the quartermaster, the weapons guy. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, there's no Q. I don't believe in in this one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other letters. There's numbers like 008 we see in one movie, 009. Um, but M being the the big cheese of MI6 and Q being quartermaster. Gotcha. Um, so M comes in and she's annoyed with him because it's already gotten out that he's done all this nonsense. He's killed this person all out in daylight, and the uh they're they're the, the the royals are pissed right like their bosses are pissed m stands for mission hey mission yeah there we go <laughs> there we go there we go uh but she's kind of annoyed with him she's like you know I, I give you a license and and you act like a 16 year old with a ferrari you just go crazy what's the matter with you right well and he breaks into her home and she's yeah and pissed. she's just like how did you know where i live <laughs> that's more than top secret yeah and that's, he, that's he amazing alludes, yeah and he alludes to knowing her name as well 
which apparently is not a thing that you're supposed to do or know. Wow. He is just a brash here in, in his first early days, huh? Be young. He's got some cojones on him. Um, mm-hmm. She's pissed at him for this, but what he's finding out through, you know, the stuff with the backpack, and I'm assuming the information from her laptop was that, you know, there this terrorist thing's going to go down, right? And he, so this is where I'm kind of fuzzy on. So he ends up going to this one casino, right? And um, is playing cards against this one, the one dude where he wins the guy's car. He takes the car from him. Mm-hmm. So who is that guy? Like, what was like, what was the point? Is He's tied. He was tied to this terrorist thing that was about to go down. Yeah, he was. Uh, so they were kind of playing each other. So that guy was. Uh, so Bond has based on the international incident at the embassy. Uh, he uh, he has caught the attention uh, because it said like, you know, uh, British agent. They just called yeah. him an agent, not a secret agent. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, he was on all the all the newspapers. And that's where Lashif was just at. Taking uh, this guy's money. So there is a. Is it convenient that they were at the same place, you know, one right after the other? Or yeah. is it coincidence? Uh, so he has the attention of Lashif. And that organization. Um, so that's how he knows later who that he is bond and not whoever he his alias is. That makes sense because the, I was just like, damn, he's just arrogant as hell. But no, that makes a lot more sense because Bond's smart. He knows what's going down and he knows that they know who he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's that's why he he played that up, too. He's like and then at the poker tournament where he's like, is it whatever your name is? Your whatever your is it alias or is it James Bond? Yeah. Uh, well, he goes, I wouldn't want you to be. He goes, I don't want to be confused. He goes, we wouldn't want that. And he just walks away. Doesn't mm-hmm. answer. the So smooth, dude. He, I love it. I really do love how smooth that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he ends up kind of wooing this guy's girlfriend or fiance, whoever she was, to get information wife. on where he was going. His wife. Wife. Yeah. Remember, he says he doesn't That's like right. he likes That's married women right. because there's not they're not complicated. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, but, but yeah, basically that guy was playing him to get. Uh, to get information for Lashif. Yep. And, but remember, it all goes back to the phone that he found in, uh, in that backpack. Yeah. The bomb maker's phone. Yep. From the embassy. Uh, he traced the number that was either calling or texting that code or that word. Alesis or whatever it was. Ellipsis. Ellipsis. Ellipsis, which is a series of three dots at the yep. end of a sentence. Yep. Um, and, so he traced where the text either came or went. I, I don't recall which uh, on M's computer, by the way, with M's credentials. That's right. <laughs> Boy, talk again. very brash, very brash young man. Uh, uh, not so he young traced here, it to that yeah. guy. Yeah, he traced it to that guy in what was the country? Because this takes place in a time where was it the Bahamas? It wasn't Bahamas. It was what, what was the city? Uh, the, it was the, the Bahamas. Yeah, which it yeah. was at the time. He's a Greek official that was in the Bahamas. That's right. But at the time, the Bahamas were still under British rule. Yes. That's why the Bahamas, that's why Bond goes to the Bahamas all the time in subsequent movies. Gotcha. Um, um, but so yes. that's why he tried to get in with this guy, tried to get information on this guy. get at, And his wife told him that he was aggravated. Yeah. He gets aggravated uh, and makes bad decisions. So that's why he played that hand of poker and... The guy put his car up. Yep. up. Uh, but he finds out that he's going to Miami 
And that's where this is all supposed to go down. And, and he's putting two to two together. So now he follows him out to Miami and he ends up killing him out there. How smooth was it when he ordered caviar and champagne for one to yes. his room? And then he just bails <laughs> and he took <laughs> off. That's so amazing. Um, but yeah, so he gets to Miami, ends up killing him. And by now he knows who the contact is because he sees where that the, the bags got switched. And it's a guy that actually works at the airport. It's like one of these baggage handler guys, or at least he, he snuck his way back there. I'm assuming he worked there. Um, uh, he had a text. Remember when he, yeah. So, so he put the chip for the, uh, or the coin for on the poker um, diorama on top of it for someone to pick for the locker. Yeah. Uh, that had uh, whatever he needed, like the, the police uniform or whatever. Yep. And the code ellipsis or the, the word ellipsis was the code on the dial pad to get backstage at the airport. That's right. Don't try this if you're going to an airport soon. <laughs> but yeah, so we find out this guy is uh he's got uh basically he's got a a truck full of explosives that he's he's on his way to ram this big, you know, jumbo plane that they're about to unveil and that's the whole plan, you know, for the chief to make money. Uh, it was not a truck full. It was gasoline, and he had a little clicky pen. The explosion, with an thing. explosive on a carabiner. Oh, which yeah, comes into play later. So, uh, this is where now we get more action. Now we get a runway that is much longer than the one in Heat, um, and the action sequence for this whole thing while they're fighting and just going at each other on the truck is absolutely amazing. It just really mm-hmm. is. It's so, dude. Like I it's, said, the choreography. And, and it's, fighting sequences are insane. It's a lot like the elevator scene in Winter Soldier. Yes. You know, where it's that close quarters. Yes. I mean, it's not as fantastical and silly as the Deadpool fight sequence at the beginning. Right. right. But it's, I mean, that one, is, but there are some things that are, I would imagine, borrowed, like grabbing the waistband. There's a um, lot of cool yeah. stuff in there, man. There's so much good stuff. But what we know, what we find, there's a scene where Daniel Craig is like, hanging out the door his head's basically almost like skimming the 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 tarmac and he kind of glances over and notices this little thing hanging off the bottom of the truck and it's beeping and so he knows this is the explosive device now um meanwhile the guy's driving and uh the guy who's driving he's been fighting him off the this terrorist guy he he straps the um the his seatbelt around the 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 wheel of the, the truck so that it keeps aiming towards this this bus um bonds back in and he's fighting some more and he knocks he finally ends up knocking this dude off right and now he's struggling he's struggling to get this this truck under control it's skidding in all these people are watching this truck coming at the the plane like what is happening here cops are starting to pull their guns and daniel craig pulls it like like fishtails this thing and it slides sideways within inches mm-hmm. inches of the plane and he saves the day it's then he looks like it's like an Uncle Buck. Yeah. <laughs> where they go bowling. Yeah. The little girl bowls. <laughs> and the pins and the ball are like two <laughs> centimeters apart. Two exactly. millimeters. Um, and then there, so then what ends up happening is uh um oh, so yeah, the cops take him, he take him down, they slam him on the hood, they're gonna start cuffing him. And uh Bond looks up and there's the terrorist, and the terrorist laughing at him like you're an idiot, and he holds up his little device, like, look what I got. And he hits the button and all of a sudden he hears the beeping. He's like, what the heck? And he turns around and he realizes that Bond attached the explosive device to his belt loop mm-hmm. when they were wrestling and knocked him out of the truck. He explodes. 
Boom. Oof. There he goes. Again, one of these moments where you're just like, I, I, I'm telling you, the action sequences in this are so cool. It's almost like you now you can breathe. You're like, oh, holy crap. That was insane. Mm. Intense, huh? Yeah, big time. Um, so now all that's gone down. They said, well, you did a great job, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? There's this dude, Lashif, and you lost a lot of money. The the Apparently, he's running this huge high-stakes poker game to try to recoup it and pay the the guys in Uganda back and uh, bond. We want to send you in. Here's what I wanted to know here. What is the, like, how did they know he was going to be a good poker player? Do you know what I mean? Like, so uh, is there something that Lashif was just no, Oh no. Like M and, or, and, and, oh. and MI six. So, well, so background context, the, so Texas Hold'em was really starting to get very popular around this time. So typically Bond is known as a, an expert Baccarat player. Ah. I don't even know what that game is, but um, Texas Hold'em was real big at this point. Uh, World Series of Poker being on ESPN, yep. not to be confused with ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> uh, um, but Bond or M says to Bond, I hear that uh, you're one of the best. Uh, when you were in the Navy, you were one of the best. So, uh, so he's got, he's, I, he, she did make a mention of that. Yeah, there's a drop line. It's very brief, but I love how know, their thing is to take off, this though. guy down is not to like watch this go down and then like catch him <laughs> in the middle of a terrorist inter- interaction. It's like, let's go play poker against him. <laughs> well, it's it's that. But then it's like they have an offer that they want to extend to him. Oh, yeah. He if he turns state's evidence that he has immunity in, in Britain. That's right. Um, so we find out that this is happening and they're like, okay, so we're going to send you. And he's on a train. He's on a train. Where is it? In Montenegro. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful scenery, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spared no expense. Yeah. Dude, this entire movie. Like, I guess if you have to do a James Bond movie, that's you want to work on a movie set. You want to work on a James Bond movie set because you know you're going around the world. You oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh Okay, so then, so he's on the train, and this is where we meet Vesper. This woman shows up and sits down, and she's basically like, I'm the money. I have the money that, you know, I'm, I'm the banker. I'm the person that's going to supply you with the money you're going to need that the government, our government, is giving you to gamble with. And there's this interchange between them back and forth where they're both trying to figure each other out just by looks alone. Um, and... I love when she makes this comment, like she goes, like, you realize if you lose, our government will have funded a terrorist organization. (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, that's not lost on me. Um, But yeah, immediately there's this kind of um, this, this chemistry between them. And you can tell there's an interest. Uh, They end up having to pretend that they're together while they're in, in, in um, Montenegro, staying at this resort where at the casino Royale and, uh, this is where he's supposed to use a fake name that the government said, okay, you guys are together. This is your name. This is her name. And he, this is where he's like, no, I'm bond. I'm James bond. Mm-hmm. She's like, what the hell's the matter with you? She's so annoyed with him, but he makes the point. He's like, listen, they know who I am. You know, me doing this is just going to make like, it's what's the point. Like at least now, you know, he knows I'm here. I know he's here. We're just going to play cards now. And she's like, yeah, he also knows that you're reckless. Mm-hmm. Um. And now this is what happens now. The rest of this movie is a poker game. 
right? We're not watching it nonstop hand after hand, but it's a poker game in terms of Bond and Lashif trying to one-up each other, not just at the table, but during the breaks as well. Um, we see a few hands. So first they explain the rules. There's all these people at the table. It's uh, what was the buy-in? I can't remember what the buy-in was. I think it was 10 million with a 5 million rebuy. That's what it was. 10 million, 5 million rebuy. So that's the kind this is high stakes. Um, you know, the point is, is everybody puts in the money and they have to put in a specific code. That means that if you're the winner, the only way you can get the money is to punch in this code and then it will be forwarded to whatever bank account you want forwarded to. So each player has to go up and punch in this code into this little machine. Um, they put in their, their, you know, they put their buy-ins at the table and now they start playing. They start playing cards and we're watching people play. And Bond notices that Lashif has a tell. Like he noticed that when they played a specific card, a hand of cards, he brought him all the way to the point where it was just the two of them face to face and uh, heads up was they call it on, in poker. And um, when Lashif finally put down, you know, showed what he had, Bond decided he wasn't going to show what he had. He kept his face down. He folded, but he knowed he knew he knowed he, he knew. Knowed. OK, these are he the two knowed. hands he had. And during this time, he's doing this weird thing where he's tapping his scar eye. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's like, there's his tell. I knew it. He had nothing until it like it was luck that he got this, but he really had nothing betting that way. Have you ever watched the movie Maverick with Mel Gibson? Yeah. 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 So, you know, in the where they're playing cards in the I think it was on the train where he's like, oh, I'll just I won't lose. I won't win a whole an entire hand the first hour. <laughs> That's because he's learning everyone's tells. Yeah, he's yeah. limping along or putting in a minimal amount and then he's figuring out everyone's tells and basically becoming a hustler to a crash course of who he's playing. Yeah. And this is where you start to think, OK, Bond knows what he's doing. He's 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 got this figured out. And then we also well, see there's a liaison in the area. Yes. Mathis. Yes. Yes. Let's Ooh. oh, let's bring him up when when Bond and what and Vesper first get there, they meet with this guy, Mathis, and he says he's going to be the one that helps them get into where they need to get into and do all of the stuff. He's got everything set up. Uh, help me out here, though. When they're first there at the cafe behind them, there was um, a was it the chief of police or chief something? Of police. Yeah. Who's and, corrupt. They, okay, so that just all went down. It was that part of what was happening here, or it was just just to show like this is what happens in this country sometimes. Uh, partly that, but also that. So the chief of police was corrupt and was already in the chief's pocket, so he had already been gotcha. bribed. So they couldn't bribe him for more because it was probably an outstanding amount. So they they showed the assistant chief. Uh, they used the fact that they couldn't bribe the chief mm -hmm. because he was with he was chief. that he was already corrupt. And he basically said, I tried to bribe the chief and he was said, no, I'm already I've already been bribed by the chief. Yeah. And basically then the, and inferring that the assistant chief is not in on that game. Yes. So we have an assistant chief. We have the chief and we have the chief. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so now we know we have this liaison so during this first poker uh the first round of poker he figures out his tell um he also has vesper comes in she was supposed to come in and kind of you know uh, uh distract the other guys and there's a little bit more of this kind of sexual tension interaction between bond and her but this is the thing that was kind of bothering me okay <laughs> i said this earlier the liaison, this Mathis guy, was really annoying me throughout this 
the entire card games because he kept having to be like, like he was explaining the game of poker to her. Like she wouldn't know what it is. And maybe that's for people who were watching it that don't, don't understand poker. That's but part, I guess part, I think, I think what it was. Yeah. I think for me, because I already knew I was like, dude, I know, shut up. Who cares? I know. Stop talking. <laughs> but that he does, he kind of gives, he, he kind of tells her this is what's happening. So you can kind of get an understanding of like where the tension is, who's got a higher chance of winning something. Why is it supposed to be really kind of, you know, edgy or see in this moment? He's the narrator slash commentator. Yeah. Uh, of, you know, of the, you know, if you were to watch it on TV. So it's, it was kind of going along with that idea of what was known really yeah. that, that type of um, dynamic. Yeah. Now when you're playing this game, uh, Texas Hold'em, this game can go for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And when you're playing for the kind of money that was on the line, you're going to make sure you're playing frugally at time. I mean, you're taking as long as you need before you lose all your money. So Unless after there's an agreed upon time frame, right. In between, but then you start raising your, your annies. Yeah. Yeah. But well, so, typically there's, there's going to be some sort of, Hey, you're only going to be able to fiddle around here for three minutes before you decide what you're doing. Yeah. And this game, I, I think they already knew it was going to be like an, uh, an eight hour thing. Like this was good. This was a long haul game. So they took a break, right? They took a break for what was like a half hour or an hour. There was a break of like an hour in between. Yeah. So, so that they could, you know, freshen up eat whatever yeah get your yeah. brain brain back out of being so like sitting there staring for a few hours now technically you can like at any point get up walk yeah. around do what you want to do you don't i mean like there was a point where bond wasn't at the table and they were just as he was you know as it would become his turn to be the little blind or the big blind put took it yeah they would they would just dip into his chip the dealer would dip into his chip pile and then yeah that way he could continue to be in the game end of sentence yeah and then you lose it if you're not sitting there to defend it and play it you'd lose whatever's there at whatever your yeah. ante is so they take a break and Lashif, you know they're already he and bond have been eyeing each other and they they know that they're the ones that are really playing for this money so the chief decides he's gonna he's gonna walk off now this is um, when he goes up to the hotel room and yes the and, uh bond stops real quick and tells mathis and and vesper like tell. oh i know his tell you know this is what he does i got him now he's gonna be easy um, but he wants to follow, he wants to follow Lashif too. He wants to see, kind of get a feel for what's happening right now. Uh, mm -hmm. goes to his room and when he gets in his room, his wife or wife, right? Girlfriend, wife, is girlfriend, being, lover, whatever being held yeah. captive by the Ugandan, uh, you know, these, these rebels and the dude's basically like, where's my money? <laughs> you know, like you promised me money. That plane was supposed to blow up. None of that happened. Where's my money? And uh, he's like, don't worry, you know, I'm going to get it for you. And they, they smack him down and they threaten to chop this woman's arm off. They pull her arm out and they're like, we're going to chop her money, her arm, unless you give us our money. And he goes to whack and he, and he, he stops it himself. It's like the, 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 the general just comes straight down and then just stops and looks over at him and is like, you're a piece of shit, dude. Like you didn't even try to ask us not to chop her arm off. You were just going to mm -hmm. let me chop her arm off. Um, He's like, you know, listen, get me my money. I want it by whatever, right? So now Lashif is like, oh, he's he's he knows like he's got to get this money. He's freaking out. Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile, uh, Bond and Vesper are in the hall and they hear people coming out of the room. So they're like, all right, let's just go hide. And they're, they're sitting there um, acting like in a, in a little stairwell doorway, uh, acting like they're making out or they were making out. And these, these Ugandans are walking by and one of them notices, was it the earpiece? He noticed something on Bond. What was it? 
It might have been the earpiece. It might have been just his face. There was something that he noticed on Bond that made him think, hold on, this is this is not a normal guy. He mm-hmm. stops, pulls his gun out, starts shooting, and then this is where it goes down. These Ugandans come after them in the stairwell. Um, she's you know, she's making her way down. They're fighting. Another fucking awesome sequence. And this kind of reminded me of Daredevil. Remember when Daredevil had that 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 stairwell fight sequence? Oh, that was so good. Um, this reminded me of that. Really, really good fight sequence. Uh, but he ends up killing him, you know, besting him and has to go back up to the room and clean himself up because now he's got to go back to the table and mm-hmm. same color shirt, same yeah. type of shirt, puts up, puts everything back on. Yeah. Goes back to the table, sits down, looks at it. Lashif, Lashif looks at him and they both have this look of like, I know you, you motherfucker. I know what you're doing. Well, and Lashif says that he changed his shirt, even yeah. though it's the exact same colored type style shirt. He knew exactly what was up. Um, so they play more. They play more. They do, you know, the people are losing money. The chief's girlfriend poisons his martini. He's drinking his martini. And this is his famous martini, right? The way he says he always gets it or no. Well, okay. So here's the thing. So at this point he orders his martini, but he gives it context and the recipe, which becomes to your point. Yes. The James Bond, whatever the hell it's called. Martini shaken, not stirred. Yes. Love it. Or I mean, rice with a lemon peel or with an orange peel and blah, 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 whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. Two parts, this one part that it's basically, it is the, the wink and an elbow to the ribs of this is the origin of the James Bond stuff. And cause yeah. he says, Oh, that's quite good. I'll have to come up with a, a name for that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so he does, he, he, you know, he has his drink and she poisons it. He's starting to play the game and all of a sudden he knows something's wrong. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gets up and he excuses himself. And, you know, Lashif is, he knew he's happy. He's just like, good. He he's out of the happy. picture. Yeah. He's out of the picture. Bond makes him his, his way down to the car, right? He's all well, like to the bathroom. Oh, bathroom. Tra- grabs salt on his way, tries oh, to make himself vomit. God, which that much salt would make anybody vomit, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And he does. And do. Then, he he yeah. pukes it up, but it's not working. He's still not doing well. Mm-hmm. Goes to the car, and we didn't mention this, but he has an implant in his in his forearm that gives stats of his person whereabouts and his whereabouts. Yes, vitals, all these things. Yep. And then he, the car starts talking to him because he sits in the car and says mm-hmm. they they basically walk him through how to give himself a uh, a um, uh, uh, the, the 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 things defibrillators. The yeah. Yes, that's it. Uh, but he also had to inject himself with something. It was like because he knew they were he was he was poisoned with something. So he had to have an antidote, but it, his the heart was going to stop and he would need to have like the 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 paddles ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's looking bleak, man, because he doesn't make it. He just kind of falls over. And then Vesper's there just in time to paddle him awake. Mm-hmm. Um, well, reconnect the uh, the lead. Because it had come, yeah. become dis- disconnected some way, somehow. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she helps him and saves him. And then he's like, all right, I'm going back into play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just like, I don't care he's- that I almost fucking died. I'm going back into play. And the the clever quip that he has where they're like, oh, back so soon, Bond. He's like, yeah, that last. He's like, Phew, that last hand nearly cured, killed me. Yeah. It's like, wow, wow. Way to spit in the face of, you know impending doom um i think no you know what he did he did give up all the money the first time before he got poisoned 
because he wanted okay. to buy in again. So he he ended up figure, uh, she figured out that he knew his tell. So he faked the tell this time. Bond went all in, lost his money. He got poisoned. No, um, he got the and, money from the CIA guy. There's a well, CIA guy there because he was going to go. He grabbed a knife, was going to stab him. Yeah. The guy that stopped him, Jeffrey Wright, voice yep. of the watcher and Marvel. Yep. What if also amazing actor? Yep. Um, says, Hey, partner, brother, brother from Langley, CIA. He was also in to remember a uh, Manchurian candidate. He was also he was the one that was all messed up, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the introduction of Felix, uh, of um, oh, is he um, a, re- a recurring character? Felix Leiter. Yeah. He is a he's a recurring character, uh, nice. in the Bond universe. So there's a lot of these winks and the nod of this is the first time they get to, they they become friendly. Love it. I love and, that kind um, of stuff, dude. Yes, he rebuys him in. You're right, and yeah, he, he stops him from stabbing Lashif. Yeah, at the end of that round, and, yep. and then he, yes, he gives the him money. Just he gets described. poisoned. Then he comes back, and he's like, "All right, now we're gonna play for it." Um, they end up playing, and then Bond wins. Mm-hmm. Lashif's done, and it's what? around that point where Bond figures out Mathis told Lashif of the tell because he also mm-hmm. did the. You know, he did the tell incorrectly. Yep, or, exactly. You know, he did it out of out of turn, out of character. Uh, yeah. So then, um, runs out, sees Vesper getting taken away. Yeah, car. yeah, yeah. And taken off. He's like, "All right, I'm. I got to go after her now, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, he lures him to and ends up. So ends up getting uh to this warehouse where. No, 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 not yet. There's a stretch of road. Yeah, that's of what road. it is. Holy crap. There he's driving, going crazy. It's in the dark. All of a sudden, he almost runs her over. She's just laying in the middle of the road. And you're like, what mm-hmm. the hell? Um, Swerves, flips the car. What? A trillion six times. times. Yeah. yeah. Then gets and pulled then, out by the yeah. goons. And they take out his chip because Mathis knows that yep. there's a chip. The chief lets it known that Mathis is his friend, not Bond's friend. Right. And that Mathis has been playing both sides. Yep. And then uh, he wakes up. Next time he wakes up, he's tied to a chair in this dark, dingy warehouse ship. Oh, it's a ship. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's the ship. They brought him onto that ship and mm-hmm. um, he's naked. He's tied to a chair. He's naked. And he's also wondering to himself, why do I feel a draft under here? Well, because that chair has no bottom, really. His balls are just hanging out from underneath. More or less. And then we have Chief saying, give me the password, buddy. And he's swinging this like this rope. And now, now when I say rope, I'm not talking rope like some shit you get at, at Builder Square or Home Depot. I'm, I'm talking, talking like, about these monster like, thick ship ropes. Sixth grade PE climb the climb to the ceiling rope. Super thick with a monster knobbed out whatever that was on the end of it. Like it it was it was like almost to what what's her face had in Kill Bill, but not quite with the mace at the end. Right. It was like a giant like orb or something tied to the end. And he's like, uh, go ahead and give me that password. He's like, Yeah, go ahead and fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And so he just swings that thing and smashes him in the nuts. And I love that he's, you know, every time he thought he was going to break him, uh, Bond was like, I think you could go a little harder. He's <laughs> like a little, he's like, I got an itch on the right. He just like, he's antagonizing him. He doesn't like, give a shit, dude. Um, but as he's, as he's getting beaten and beaten and beaten, you hear some stuff going down out in the, the hallway. Um, you hear Vesper screaming. You hear some shooting going down. 
and I think he passes out, right? Like he ends up passing out because of the pain. Like the last time he got hit, he's passing out. Yeah. And as he's passing out, uh, the door bursts open and the chief gets killed. And I got to tell you, I was like, let me look at my watch because this is a two hour and 20 something minute movie. And we're not even close to the end yet. How is this? How did they get rid of him already? What's happening here? He failed. Mr. Yeah. White comes in yep. and says, you're not, our organization does not take, basically it's like you, you, you foobarred a little too much. Yeah. We don't, we don't play around. So uh, thanks a lot, but no, thanks. Yeah. Enough. Of, no, that's, that's the end of him. Yeah. Bond wakes up in a hospital. Um, he's recovering. Vesper's there. He's like palatial estate, by the way. What's going on, man. Yeah, right. What a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, on the river, outdoor. Yeah. So they they're together. They're talking. Um, Mathis shows up, and he doesn't know Bond knows that of the double cross. So he shows up acting like this and that, and then all of a sudden the agents come and take him away. And uh, Bond and Vesper are sitting there, and you know you're like, oh. This is nice. This is still not enough time for this to be over yet. What's going to happen yet? Uh, because this should be the wrap up. This is what it feels like the wrap up is, right? So they're um they decide they're going to go away together. They're going to go away to Venice. They go away to Venice. Um uh Bond what did he call or what did he I think he called, right? He called or did something when he was letting M know that he was he was resigning. He it wasn't emailed a letter. first. It was an email. And then he emailed her on his Sony Vio laptop. Yeah. And I don't think those exist anymore. Uh, he took pictures with his Sony did, uh, DSC 900. Yeah. I think I had one of those. Use that pr- <laughs> pr- proprietary memory stick thing. <laughs> Pre the memory stick pro. Uh, but then uh, then he uh, M called him mm-hmm. and says uh, yeah. that she got his email. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but wonders where the money is because he had already entered his his yeah. digits into the into the briefcase back at the the rehab place. Yep. And he said, "Oh yeah." And well, they were in the hotel at that point. Yeah. And she had just left to go get supplies, which yeah, means that she true. was yeah, which means that she was going to the bank to withdraw all the money from mm-hmm. her bank mm-hmm. and give it to Eyepatch Man. Yep. And he double crossed him because M's like. You didn't deposit anything. There's no deposit happening. And Bond mm-hmm. was like, Neat. hang on a second. Yeah, I'll call you back. I'm going to call you back in one second. And yeah. then he does. He chases Vesper down. She sees the, you know, this thing go down and, and the, they they take her. And again, they, they end up going into. So we're in Venice. So Venice is considered the floating city, right? Because it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's all the canals, the waters. Uh, but anyway, so they're underneath this this house. This te- what was the tower? I forgot what it was. Uh, it might have been a clock tower from Back to the Future Three. <laughs> oh man! I, I think um, I, I know what you're talking about like those uh, those uh, those uh, giant expandable like air balloons or whatever. Yeah, like a giant raft looking things. That might have been because the building wasn't was under construction. Ah, that, there you that go. That might have been a reason for that, or plot of convenience. Who knows? Yeah, so there, there's, you know, he's going after her and these men that are they're shooting each other, they're fighting back and forth. Um, he ends up shooting out, shooting at these these flotation devices, and now this building's starting to crumble and fall in, and and you know, just kind of implode. It's got one of these, it's got one of those um, construction elevators, you know what I mean? And Vespers inside the construction elevator, 
and uh, Bond's, you know, watching her sink into the water and he jumps in and he's trying to get her out. And there's this moment where it's like, it's kind of sad because he's kind of like, he was like, please, I don't want this to be real. Did you really just double cross me? You know what I mean? Like he was, this was the one instance where he did kind of let himself get taken up by a girl. And I guess, and it makes it sense as the first one, because moving forward, I mean, I think that's the thing, right? He just doesn't, he has, he's cold about it. He doesn't get that caught up. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's one movie, uh, on her majesty's secret service where he does get married whoa uh, but like she's killed like the next day oh wow that's even worse dude um so she ends up dying um he does get her out in time and pulling her out of the water but she's dead uh but we also find out that the dude in the eye patch that was her her lover right like that was her uh, husband that was her contact. Oh, her contact. So she was because married. they had her. They had her boy, her boyfriend, or whatever. She had the yeah. Uh, they had him locked down, and that was her way of getting, uh, getting him free. Yeah, was getting yeah, his and money it was, back for the higher organization that the chief was was working for. Yeah, and then um, he realizes there's a phone left behind. Vesper left the phone. And it's almost like she was doing that to be like, here, this is your, you should be able to get this information from here. She finds, he finds Mr. White on there. Well, like a message comes through when he turns it on. Yeah. Before he, he tosses it. And yeah. It says so, for bond. <laughs> okay. He's like, all right, convenient. let's go. Right. He finds out where Mr. White is. We see Mr. White again, gorgeous, gorgeous estate, gorgeous place. I mean, the, the, the surroundings are there. Uh, he's getting out of his car and he's walking to his place and then, you hear this shot ring out his knee just blows open and he just falls to the ground mm -hmm. and then there's james bond big ass gun and they have this kind of back and forth and it ends with the bond james bond standard, so standard awesome, bond man. theme oh man it is a fun plot. There's a lot of things in there that you have to think to yourself, okay, suspend specific types of belief because or disbelief because this is this is what this is. This is a spy movie. It's supposed to be like this. If you watch Fast and the Furious and you love it and you can be apologetic about some of those things, you can be okay with what happens in this film too. You should write a letter of apology for this one then. <laughs> if you like those movies. This is amazing though. I mean, I really enjoyed the story in this. I really enjoyed kind of getting to, and for me, because I, I know, like, again, I know the term Q. I knew the term M. I know these things. Like I didn't know about the CIA agent. So now that's even cooler to know. Okay. This, this is somebody that's established and I'm getting to see the meat point. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and that wasn't lost on me watching this. I really did enjoy kind of, um, getting to see the beginnings of a lot of these characters and where they're going to go. Uh, even though this is what, like how many movies in now? 30 something. How many movies are there? Uh, this was 21 of 27, okay. 22 of 27, something like that. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, it's a plot dude. And it's a cool and it's a fun plot. And I'm, I'm glad to know that like there's the next one is kind of the continuation, but it's also building up these kinds of, like you said, specter, you know, things that I'm going to have to know if I'm going to keep getting into these movies. Um, well, that's one section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was deep, dude. I told you it's not just what Google said. Like there's a whole lot happening in this movie for yeah. you to understand bond. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So let's, let's kind of get through these other ones as painlessly as possible. Let's get into the acting. Um, already loved it. 
with Daniel Craig. See, I'm not a Bond person, so I don't know. And I know there, there was a lot of kind of uh, uproar about Daniel Craig being cast as a blonde Bond. But um, I thought he was cool, dude. He played such a suave, debonair type dude. You know, again, plays him with a little, a certain amount of arrogance that you can see, okay, this is his first time out actually in the big leagues. You know what I mean? And so he's obviously making stupid mistakes here and there, but he still has what it is that made him him, you know? So he's not just a, a bumbling idiot either. Um, also, uh, item of note, married to Rachel Wise uh, of The Mummy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think, though? Because you watched Bond movies. What did you think when Daniel Craig was was introduced as the so next? Bon- so Bond is based on a, like a darker hair, not blonde, um, blue eyed, if I'm not mistaken, and Scottish descent. He is not Scottish at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Sean Connery is more Scottish. Um, but they do kind of retcon that a little bit in later movies. Um, but, you know, there's also other theories about Bond I'll get into later. Um, but I do like, I, I mean, I, I thought he was great. Um, you know, as, as far as the action sequences, he's very believable. Of course, they always have to have the, the shot of Bond with like the, the, the wrestling tights on, you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, which stroked a conversation of he's got an obnoxiously awkward shaped like length torso. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a sentence. I didn't expect that to come out of her mouth, but I'm like, okay. She's like, he's tall, but like, she's like, you're tall and he's, I'm assuming tall, but his proportions are just so weird. I'm like, it's, different. it's, it's slightly different proportions. Like, maybe that's why he's in movies and I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Know. Yeah, he's but I thought he was setting. awesome. I yeah. thought he was awesome, dude. I thought, I mean, from what I know of Bond, I, I felt like he embodied the character. He looked pretty good. He did pretty well with it. Very believable. Um, and I mean, so here, here's a few things, a few sentences about, and maybe this is more for later, but, you know, Bond influenced the Bourne movies. Yeah. Bourne movies reinvigorated and kind of pivoted the way Bond movies are shot, the action sequences and everything else. So like, you know, you thought at one point you thought Damon was a Streisand, but then he's, you know, Jason Bourne and, you know, he's kind of a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eva Green. So this is Vesper Lind. Now, typically in the Bond movies, you have women that are throwing themselves at him, right? And this was one where she was like almost his equal intellectually and was personality wise too. She she was attracted to him, but she was not about to give him the satisfaction of knowing it. Mm -hmm. And she did good. I really liked her, this actress. I thought she was good. Um, And she had me fooled. I had no clue there was a double cross coming whatsoever. Uh uh-uh. uh, or that she was French. She's French. Mm-hmm. Get out of here! Mm-mm. Wow, even better than great, great acting, man. Especially the linguists, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna s- let's um, let's go. Oh, Mads Mickelson, dude. Mads Mickelson. Let's talk about Mads Mickelson as Le Chief. So again, Bond villains are typically iconic, right? And now we have Le Chief. We have the who. This is who he is, right? Mads Mickelson. How perfect, Mads Mickelson. Just. He does look like a villain. He looks like the guy that, you know, is going to meet John McClane at the top of a building at the end of a movie. Oh, he totally looks good. like it. That would be good. Like, uh, like remake casting. 
right? He told tell me he doesn't look like that kind of guy. Well, just and, by his look, just his face. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and especially if like like he, if so, he's clean shaven in this movie, but like his Wikipedia picture mm-hmm. is like he's got a little bit of salt and pepper, like a five o'clock shadow. And man, he looks uh, not menacing at all, but. I mean, he is tall as shit, but is he like, I, I think so. I mean, I'm just guessing, I guess I could just click this link here. And, but he and does, see. He, man, he does. He plays these, this villain. He's got the look of a villain. Well, and he played villains for a long time up until uh, like Rogue One. Mm-hmm. He was like, kind of like uh, Ben Mendelsohn was almost always the villain. Um, But yeah, dude, great performance. Great uh-huh. kind of, you know, that kind of creepy, but and and for somebody of his stature who deals with terrorist organizations, he has to act this way. Completely cool at all times, even knowing my girlfriend's arms about to be chopped off. Um, then we have Giancarlo Gianni who plays Mathis. I liked this guy too. Again, I didn't see this coming the double cross, mm-hmm. uh, but I also liked him because he did play this, this character that like, Hey, I'm your, I'm your dude here. I'm your inside guy. And then he was where he needed to be in people's ears saying these things. I like this guy. I, I liked his style. What did you think of Mr. White? Uh, so he's higher up in, in this. Jesper evil, Christensen. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's higher up in this um, evil um, organization. So he, you would want him to be an older, kind of cocky, arrogant, very uh, wealthy, well-to-do. Um and drive that kind of car so i mean he was and and very uh very cold yeah you know cold and cunning did does what he needs to do for the betterment of himself plus you know self-preservation which would be doing self-preservation and the the business are are currently aligned so i think that he was in it for just a brief period but you know i think it's fine yeah uh i gotta love his his wikipedia picture dude it's literally like a three-quarter shot of him but turning away from the camera completely yeah. away <laughs> uh-huh. I'm oh not here. god um dude dame judy dench i mean you can't really say much more than that she has this look about her where she carries this kind of if she walks in the room it's like everyone stand up you know yeah. what i mean yeah, she sucks the air out of the room, and every time you look at her, you get nervous. That's what she looks like. Yeah, she's awesome though. She comes. She has such a kind of that kind of iron fisted kind of like authoritativeness to her when she's speaking. You know, even and when she's talking to Bond and how she, upset she is, and she's still very kind of frank. It's not like she's screaming or anything. But good lord, you know she's pissed. Yeah, commands respect and gets it. Um, so those are the main characters. Oh, what's the CIA character's name? Um, uh, Felix Leiter, Jeffrey Wright. Yes, F- Jeffrey Wright. Again, like I said, I mean, I remember when we watched him, when we were watching him on Manchurian Candidate, just being like, oh my God, this guy is great. Remember, like he was the one guy that first approached Denzel the very first time at the beginning of the movie and just mm-hmm. kind of sets the tone for how kind of, you know, how it was. His performance there was great. Here, there's not much happening aside from him being there to say, this is who I am and I'm, you know, I'm here to, to help. Uh, but I love this guy and knowing that he's a character that, that shows up even more throughout these series. Uh, does, does Jeffrey Wright continue to play him after the rest of the, the 007 movies after this? 
Uh, for a couple of uh, the, for a couple of the uh, Daniel Craig movies, yeah. Nice. And now I just, I have to say probably the the most standout performance, the glowing performance of this entire film, uh, Richard Branson. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Richard Branson, dude, I was like, wait, was that because it's so fast? It's mm-hmm. so fast. But if you don't notice him standing there, it's like you're not going to see him. Uh, but I did. I noticed for some reason it stood out. And I was like, I didn't rewind, though. I wanted the movie to keep going. I just looked it up. I was like, oh, it is Richard Branson. What the heck, dude? It, it, it totally <laughs> was him. By the way, uh, missed opportunity. All these palatial estates, wonderful um, meals, you know, just everything being imported from wherever and whenever. Uh, well, maybe not whenever. That's kind of hard to do. Um, where was Robin Leach? Is he still around, dude? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Well, this, this was two thousand six. This is the lifestyle of the rich and famous. Oh, yeah. two thousand six! Holy crap! I thought it was like twenty tens movie. Uh-uh. This is wow. six. I'm old, and so are you. Uh, <laughs> Not as old as you, though. No, god. <laughs> so yeah to, overall bro the acting on this movie i thought everybody was on point there's not but not one performance i saw in this even down to henchmen's and and just side characters the dealer you know the bank the banker from the swedish bank or whatever like none of the swiss bank none of them came across as like oof. like everyone was great in this film mm-hmm. it was really good in terms of the acting oh absolutely um all right let's move on to music and sound soundtrack score Again, I said, dude, like that's the main. So the main James Bond theme song for whatever the movie is, is typically the one like it's 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 a big deal. Everyone knows the songs from a lot of these movies. They become iconic. And when you're a musician that gets tapped to write one uh, or perform for one, you know, one, it's kind of an honor. Mm hmm. And this one, uh, the the Chris Cornell one, like I said, it sounded like a James Bond film because they all have that orchestral thing. Um, there's this there's sweeping kind of grandness to it, but there's still a a mo- modernness to the music itself. You know, it's not just orchestra. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 a lot of orchestra. It's a lot of horns, um, but all that is it's married quite nicely with if there's any vocals. I mean, Chris Cornell, man, that guy had quite a, uh, you know, just a wonderful, you know, way of singing about him. You yeah, know, he his could, voice is something else, dude. I mean, you think of this song, it's very melodic. It's very mm-hmm. harmonious with all the audio or with all the um, the, the notes and the, the, the score behind him. And then you think of like the hard, crunchy rock of like Audio Slave, like um, or, or like uh, like the original Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Chris Cornell's more melodic solo stuff, like Can't Change Me. Yeah. Like that was more in tune with, like that was less audio slave, more of this style. Yeah, yeah. And it was like 10 years before this. Yeah. It's it's great though. I loved the song when I heard it. Because I know that like watching it too, there was a few things I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to the first time he said Bond, James Bond, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and the opening sequence i wanted to see what the title and i can't wait to see the other ones when i watch them I, there's some that i know that i've seen before um 
but the music too was one of the things I looked forward to. And so it was cool. It was, it was great. And then again, the rest of the film, you're getting a lot of the 007. I don't know. Is there a name for this theme that do, 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 you know, when they, you hear it's that it's called the bond, the James Bond theme. Yeah, you hear this throughout in all different variations. Sometimes it's slowed down a little bit, and sometimes it's it's sped different up. Parts. Sometimes, yes, but it's throughout this entire thing. And again, it's it's a James Bond score, so you're not going to lose. It sounds great. It's called the James Bond theme. Ah, perfect. Um, but yeah, man, for me, the the music on this this film tops. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It Fits works perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So see, we're tearing through it. It was like an hour and a half of the plot, but we're tearing through this. So <laughs> yeah, you watch this in real time. Watch the movie with this. <laughs> let's let's get into the special effects. Uh, wow, there are a lot in this. A lot. If you're gonna have a James Bond film, I guess you're gonna have a whole lot of a big budget for your special effects. Uh-huh. Um explosions cars flipping uh construction sites crumbling uh cranes coming down um people smashing through windows blood packets blood you know it's just blood splatter uh my god what you're describing though is practical yes it was They're insane it was insane how good all this looked i couldn't yeah. believe it dude yeah no green screen there wasn't any green screen happening in this film i didn't see any no. interesting though Interestingly, though, like when they're on the boat toward the end before the final sequence, Mm -hmm. like I just look, I'm like, that's got to be green screen because it just didn't look right. It didn't look like that to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But like the scene right at like the shot right after that, and it could have been because of the water, Mm -hmm. the way it was like the water was reflecting in the background just looked like there was like a like um, like Like a halo around the characters. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the outline. Uh, but there was, but like the next scene when they shift the camera so that it's not on the, with the water in the background or they change the focus, it looked so much better. Yeah, dude. Nothing in this w- looked hokey. I mean, again, it just looked phenomenal. So many of the different, like the explosions were great. The shots, you know, the camera angles for a lot of these special effects to go off were exactly where they needed to be. Um, this is, again, another movie where you could look at this and say, great work great work uh special effects department for real yeah i mean effects stuntmen uh you know which we don't really talk about a whole lot but like you need a ton of stuntmen for this movie oh yeah oh yeah there was a okay so when i said at the beginning this whole parkour sequence i mean maybe there were parts where there were wires being used obviously right things uh things to keep them safe uh safety rigs but it looks it looked so realistic that if there were wires, they did a great job, the special effects guys, to take those off or, or to make it so you didn't see anything. It was insane good looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like the rotation, the car. So here's a confirmation when it flipped uh, at the time became a new world record because the car flipped seven times. Oh, my God. Yeah, it looked intense, dude. And it went uh, it started uh, the, the stunt started exceeding 70 miles an hour oh my god that's insane yeah Yeah. and there was a driver in that uh sure i'm sure i'm sure dude they do they do it um wow yeah dude for me tops 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 let's get into our our final reviews and we're rating this out of 
uh, five buy-ins, mm-hmm. extra buy-ins, because we lost all our money being super arrogant uh, and then giving up our, our our info to a double crosser. So this is for so five was, extra some buy-ins. Some of us aren't that arrogant, Chris. <laughs> this is for five extra buy-ins. Um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, well, this is your first time seeing it. So I'm, I'm curious what you think. Unbiased. All right. Yeah. So went into this going, all right, I'm going to watch a James Bond film. I'm either going to be somebody that says, I dig these films and I want to watch it, or I'm going to watch it and go, I get why people like it. You know, I totally get it. Um, but they're not for me really. <laughs> um, so watching this thing, I, I'm getting into it. I'm watching it. And like I said, at the very beginning, I was just like, oh, come on. Really? Are they both supposed to be like experts at parkour? And then I stopped myself. I was like, all right, Chris, don't do this. We're not going to, we're not going to critique it this way. I know what I'm getting into. This is a spy movie. This is action. This is, you know, intrigue. This is espionage. This is world travel. Let's enjoy it. Let's just strap in and enjoy the ride. And I did, dude, my God, did I enjoy it first? Not having seen the full performances of other bonds for me, Daniel Craig was a very cool, very suave, very sure of himself, kind of cocky dude. But he had the he had the talent, he had the skill to back that up. Um, and then there are those moments where you know they're letting us know through um, other people in the in the narrative that what he's doing is brash or what he's doing is a little overboard, right? Because watching it, I wouldn't think so. But when you have his superior going, "I just licensed you, and you're acting like this," like what the heck's the matter with you? That tells me, okay, he's he's not where he needs to be as refined maybe later on. You know what I mean? So I did like that as well. Um, never having watching, watched these movies in full, just breathtaking, you know, locations and, and shots and, and cars, man. These high-end high, high end cars, that Aston Martin, dude. Like just all these cars and, and just the glamour of it and just you can't help but be like wow this is amazing this is awesome um action sequences we said it over and over these are insane they're great choreography is amazing um and then it's all classic like i i'm listening to you know the james bond music that i'm familiar with but now i have it in the right context all these things that i've always been familiar with with this with this franchise i now have it all in the right context to actually say whether or not i enjoy it so starting to put the pieces together for you. Yeah. So saying all that, um, especially with the story, though, I was a little lost in terms of what was happening with who and who represented what, because it, there's a lot happening at the beginning, which if you're not a bond person, maybe, you know, you're not going to catch everything in, exactly as it's going down. Right. Um, but I caught, I started catching on and I got a feel for it. Um, I enjoyed the story. Thought it was a great, a cool story, a cool plot. And that's all to say that at the end of the day, I walked away from this going, yeah, I get why people like this, but probably not for me. No, I'm just kidding. This was awesome. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've really, really dug this. I'm definitely, definitely going to be watching more. And again, not, not just the updated ones, dude. I'm interested in seeing the old school ones, like the Roger Moore ones or the Sean Connery ones. You know what I mean? Like just kind of seeing these movies for what they were at the time when, you know, they had what they had for filmmaking and, and technology at their time what they were doing was cutting edge. Right. So I'd like to kind of see that, but also see a bond story unfold with that. So, uh, dude, I dug it. So out of five buy-ins, um, man, for me, this is a 4.5, easily a 4.5 buy-in. I really like this a lot. And for my first introduction into this world, I mean, 
I want to keep going. It's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, there's a lot of swerves, bro. Um, but yeah. uh, it's, the story is dense. Yes. Um, I mean, having seen this before, I did benefit from that a little bit. Uh, the, the big thing is the, with this movie, it was a lot of, it was more subtle Easter eggs than, you know, like, Hey, look, look, did you see this? Look what we just did right here. Did you see that? I mean, there's none of that. Um, but those that know, know. Yeah. Um, you know, the benefit of doing a, I don't want to call it a prequel, but like doing the first story much later in the series, um, benefits from that. You know, this is the explanation of this and that. Uh, now you mentioned the the older movies, the Sean Connery, the Roger Moore. Um, and remember when those came out? So Sean Connery bonds were like the '60s. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I know. I'm looking forward to that. Different. There's I'm looking forward of, to it. There's a lot of social commentary on some of those. Oh, I'm looking forward um, to it, dude. And the Roger Moore ones are, let's just say goofy oh really Very campy oh yeah they are um cartoony wow because okay. roger moore was like in his 60s when they did those really wow yeah he was old maybe maybe 50s yeah, I don't, see i don't, I don't know remember. these things dude this is cool well roger moore was in cannonball run playing roger moore uh <laughs> in the 80s and i mean that's a we're not no that's okay, all, that's put it on the table. list. That's, no, that's next no, week. <laughs> no, not even close. They're awful, by the way. Um, they're they're yeah. just horrid. Um, like, I want to go trim the shrubs in my front yard before I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> and they're, they need trim big time. I haven't done them in a while. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the movie, the soundtrack, the effects, the, the, the landscapes, the the story as a whole, the acting, I think everything is tied very nicely together. Yeah. With the exception of the story being overly dense and the, 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 Oh, the double cross and the recross and the, the crisscross and the applesauce mm -hmm. and everything else there was, but it wouldn't be a spy movie without all those things. Right. So, I mean, and this one, you know, this was actually my first bond movie that I watched and, you know, I liked it then. I really like it now. Like I will watch the first, uh, the the uh, the bathroom fight sequence pretty regularly. Um, it's it's solid. I mean, it's it's believable, and you can see how this influ was influenced by the the Bourne movies. That's what it was. Mm. Um, they they kind of played off of each other, and one kind of helped the other one up the ante a little bit. Um, you know, and having an international cast makes it more believable that it's an international ring of. Mm -hmm bad guys and you know the acting of people that aren't ex that are playing outside of their normal accent you know you're like oh that accent sounds weird but i don't know but no different than in america mm -hmm. we have what the you know what the what's called those that aren't that don't live here that haven't that uh do an american accent you know which one they go to all the time southern typically southern yep yeah. And the one that most people go to for or New Yorker is so there's Southern or yep. some sort of like yeah, Brooklyn the, Bronx. Yeah. The extremes. I'm from but New York. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> Over well, that's here. Like, yeah. Like I'm from Long Island, Long Island, where you pronounce the G, but the accents are very well done is my point. Believable is really what is my point there. So uh, for me, I got to go four, seven, five on this one. Nice. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, 
pretty top tier, uh, I think, for for a Bond movie, for an action movie, for a spy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything kind of. Heck clicked. yeah, dude! Let me ask you something: Is this your favorite Bond movie that you've seen? Um, that I can recall, I've only ever seen, like I said, I've seen all the Connery, and I've seen a majority of the more ones. Uh, I've played a lot of Goldeneye, but I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> Goldeneye. Uh, nice. I think I've seen The World Is Not Enough with Pierce Brosnan, and I've seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So I've seen one of every Bond, as far as I can recall. Okay. Maybe with the exception of Timothy Dalton, you know, the bad guy from mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz. Yep. Um, so I, I would think say you may have even one... said that. You may have even said it when we watched Hot Fuzz that he was the only Bond you hadn't seen. Yeah, I think that still holds true. Um, I know it if it was true then then it holds true now because i haven't watched any more um any bonds since then yeah. since last year uh but except this one but um i i think it is just because of how you know of how it operates and you know the way it was filmed and the uh, the story being very engaging some yeah. of them are a little more you know story driven than action driven and part of that could be because of the time yeah, you know when it was filmed, the production um, capabilities and whatnot. So nice, nice, nice. So next week um, we're gonna stay with Bond. Now mm. it's not gonna just be Bond forever. We're just doing these ones back to back because we're watching what's considered the sequel to this. It's, it's it continues the storyline that starts in this one, uh, and I don't know. Does it conclude it, or this is just kind of continues from here? I mean, it really the the movie ends with a cliffhanger. And spoiler alert, the the first scene in the in Quantum of Solace, which was the next Daniel Craig James Bond movie, picks up at the doorstep with Mr. White laying there. Oh, beautiful. So yeah, we're jumping right back into the world of Bond with Quantum of Solace. I'm disappointed. You are? How much oil did the Americans promise you? This isn't about oil. Well, that's good because there isn't any. It's about trust. You said you weren't motivated by revenge. I'm motivated by my duty. No. I think you're so blinded by inconsolable rage that you don't care who you hurt. When you can't tell your friends from your enemies, it's time to go. You might like to tell her your theory about there being no oil. Her lungs are full of it. It was green. No doubt, but why? It's just misdirection. I mean, why her bond? She was just supposed to send you home. She worked in an office, collecting reports. Look how well your charm works, James. They'll do anything for you, won't they? How many is that now? You're removed from duty and suspended, pending further investigation. You'll give whatever weapons you have to these men and leave with them now. I am looking forward to it, dude. I really am. Again, because I've seen this one now, and now it's like, oh, cool. I can literally pick up where the last one left off. I love when movies do that. I really do. Yeah, you, um, you'll be able to pick up, and, and it's it's a nice tie to this story. Uh, you know, we, we we get some fallout from Vesper uh, and all that. And um, yeah, there's a lot to deal with there. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get into it. All right, guys, listen, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you, you know, continue to like and subscribe and do all that stuff. Leave us comments, rate us before we head out though. Sean, you got anything else you want to say? 
Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your damn hands off her. No slapping. We'll see you guys next time. It is now time to unsilence your phones. <laughs>